Do you want to talk about books? Yeah. Hello, and welcome to A Well-Read Life. This is a place to share stories about good books and the reading life. I'm your host, Beth Jamison. Join me as I meander through my reading journey and discover the books that make up A Well-Read Life. Today I'm sharing about Sarah Clarkson's new book, This Beautiful Truth. It releases today, and I wanted to give you a quick review of this lovely new book. I have read Sarah Clarkson's work for a few years now. I read two of her previous books, Book Girl and Caught Up in a Story in a Gallop. Caught Up in a Story was one of the books I read during my daughter's afternoon naps when she was so new and tiny, and I was in the throes of adjusting to sudden motherhood. I would read it and dream of sharing beautiful stories with her one day, so it holds a precious place in my heart. Sarah is a beautiful and thoughtful writer. Her words are always filled with encouragement and grace and hope. It is infused with truth, beauty, wonder, and encouragement. There is a quietness and peace that pervades her words, and it is always a refreshment to my soul. Her words are healing, something the world is in desperate need of in this age. So when it was announced that she was coming out with a new book, I started a countdown to its debut checking every month or so to see if the release date was announced. The book comes out today. I received an early copy, and I have already read it twice. It is a beautiful book, and I hope you will help me welcome it into the world. This Beautiful Truth is a memoir full of heart and generosity. On my first reading, I read it slowly. I gave myself ample time to ponder the meditative quality of the writing. On my second reading, I read it in a couple of days unable to put it down even in my second reading. It is a story about brokenness and suffering, the anguish of battling mental illness at the tender age of young adulthood. But it is also a story of the healing power of God's beauty in the world, his restoration and redemption. And as the back of the book says, God breaking in through our pain. Sarah uses the terms eucatastrophe and theodicy in pivotal moments in her book to describe God at work in her life. Don't worry if these terms are not familiar to you. They weren't for me until this past year. Eucatastrophe is a word first coined by J.R.R. Tolkien. Like the happy ending of a fairy tale, he describes it as a sudden and miraculous grace. The Odyssey, Sarah Clarkson explains in her book, is a word describing the way we defend God's goodness and power in so evil and aching a world. And this is true of God at work in Sarah's life. As she begins the journey of discovering beauty as a young girl on the Texas prairie in pursuit of a butterfly, to her late teens when she begins a dark battle with OCD, to her years at Oxford studying theology, her beautiful love story with a fellow student, becoming the wife of a vicar and then a mother, and through the grief of loss. And through this all, she shows God at work beckoning beauty into the world. She generously grants us glimpses of these moments throughout her life of encountering beauty at an art museum in Poland, an encounter with hospitality on the Isle of Skye, and a Good Friday service after a heavy loss. To read Sarah's writing is to behold a proclamation of beauty in the midst of crippling darkness. It is brave, 
It is bold. It is truthful. It is graceful. It is lovely. I call Sarah's writing generous because not only does she bear her suffering in her writing, but she offers healing to the reader as well, giving words to the struggle many face in their wrestle with beauty and faith in a world steeped in pain. She is undaunted in her hope and faith that God's beauty can overcome the darkness and suffering of the world, and it is soul-restorative to read. Although I haven't faced the same suffering and battle as she, my view of beauty and faith was fractured for many years. I've always loved beautiful things, even as a child. The copies of my mom's Victoria magazine that I bored over, a particular piece of Mozart that I would listen to on repeat, the novels of Jane Austen as a teenager, an authentic Edwardian costume in a period film. But somewhere in my formative years, there was a fracturing between beauty and faith, and I believed that they were on two separate planes, and it was as if I had to make a choice between the two. I blame no one for this, just a childish misunderstanding of early teaching. With many more years on my side, I know this was a false dichotomy. One does not have to choose between beauty and God. Beauty, God's beauty, the grandest beauty of all, is a fundamental part of the Christian faith, and it can be in subtle forms as well as extravagant. I see how God brings beauty into our lives now in so many ways, daily reminders even, in the peonies blooming in my garden as ants play hide-and-seek through the petals, the words of an old hymn as it echoes in the morning air, or the sound of my daughter's toddler babbling as we stop to watch bugs and beetles on our outside rambles, marveling at this microscopic view of creation. This is what Sarah Clarkson does so well in her writing. She draws attention to the moments of beauty which God gently brings to our ordinary days through sound, taste, touch, and sight. It is a magnificent gift, and she has stewarded it well. The book comes out today. If you do one thing for yourself this month, buy this book. It is an investment with many dividends. Sarah's writing is rich and layered. Her story draws you in. She writes honestly of her pain, but she never wallows in self-pity. She always looks to hope. Her answer, that God is at work in her life, invading the darkness with his beauty and light. Read this book to be reminded that beauty is at work through our pain and suffering. Read it for a story, like many great books of old, of you catastrophe. Read it to be reminded of the beauty in the ordinary. Read it to be bolstered in hope and to be reminded that through shadow and doubt, joy does indeed come in the morning. I wanted to include a brief book list of books and stories I've recently read that reminded me of the theme of Sarah's book. She mentions many books in this beautiful truth, and I tried not to do any crossover because I didn't want to steal that thunder. And I wanted you to have something to look forward to when you read the book. But there may be just one or two crossovers. Here are just a few that I recommend as well. Two will be in future episodes, so look out for them. Miss Rumpheus, I've mentioned this lovely picture book before, but I couldn't resist sharing it again. Written and illustrated by Barbara Cooney, it's the story of Miss Rumpheus's quest to bring beauty into the world, which she finds doesn't have to be a grand endeavor. It can simply be by sowing a garden of lupins for her town. I love this story for how it calls us to be co-creators with God of bringing beauty into the lives of others. The Scent of Water by Elizabeth Googe. I've mentioned this book many times before. It is a book very dear to my heart. 
and I'll finally be featuring it this month. This is my personal favorite of Elizabeth Googe's books. It is the story of Mary Lindsay, lately of London, who inherits a home in a charming English village. Her arrival at her new home will forever change her life and the community around her. This is a beautiful book of hope and renewal in the midst of suffering and darkness, and I can't wait to share more about it soon. Babette's Feast, a short story by Isaac Dennison, but really I would call it a fairy tale. A community of a strict Protestant sect are treated to a lavish feast by the French maid of two elderly sisters in the church. Grace and beauty meet with this austere congregation through this feast. I don't want to say too much now because I'm planning to feature it in an episode this summer, but it is a beautiful and magnificent little story. Gerard Manley Hopkins Poetry and every man's copy of his poetry is a staple in my life. I always keep it near at hand. Gerard Manley Hopkins' poetry is a tapestry of beauty. Start with God's grandeur, my personal favorite. Search out readings on YouTube and listen to the words, then read it slowly and out loud. It can be a little tricky at first, but it is well worth the effort. His poetry is meant to be savored. I took a Victorian lit class in college, and Gerard Manley Hopkins was one of the poets we studied. And one reason that his poetry is so special to me is because my professor, a very cynical man who sought to find the dark and heavy in whatever we read, told our class with some chagrin that he couldn't find anything negative in Gerard Manley Hopkins' poetry. It was too full of joy and hope. A perfect example of beauty breaking through the darkness. What the Night Sings by Vesper Stamper. This is a beautiful and haunting young adult novel. I read it this past month, and honestly, I haven't stopped thinking about it since. It's the story of a young Jewish woman's life after her release from a concentration camp after World War II. Gerda was training to be a great singer when she and her father, who had hid their Jewish identities, were betrayed by a friend to the Nazi party. After her release, Gerda must grapple with forgiveness and the choice of whether to use her gift of song to bring healing to her life and beauty into the world. This book has moments of great heaviness. Vesper Stamper does not shy away from the evil and suffering of a concentration camp, but she has written a magnificent story of hope in the darkness. Well, that's all for this week. If you enjoy this book, please do check out Sarah's other books. They are just lovely. And her Instagram account is a bright spot on social media. You can find her at Sarah Wanders. If you want to connect with me during the week, I'm on Instagram at wellreadbeth. Since I'm behind in releasing episodes, which I apologize for, we had a terrible cold go through our house and my voice was just not fit to record. I'll have another episode next week, and then I'll be back to my usual bi-weekly schedule. Until next time. 